Welcome to episode 32 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In Brazil. In Brazil. In Brazil. I guess that makes sense. That would be because of the World Cup. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> ole, ole. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm Steve Kilowagi, and with me is Scott Prime, who has been watching a ton of World Cup. I have. This is, I think they said it was day nine. Is it day nine? No. Um, that does not sound right. I'm sorry. No, it's, let's see, it started last Thursday. Okay. And today is Thursday, so this is, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> tomorrow's day nine, I guess, is what, that's probably the last thing oh, okay. I heard, yeah. saying for day nine. So it's been eight days of World Cup. Mm-hmm. I have watched every game in some type of capacity except for one. Which one? That's the one we watched the Cubs game instead, and I didn't watch the... It was um, Russia and Korea Republic, or South Korea. Oh, yeah. That was a 1-1 tie. Who cares? Uh, people from Russia and people from South Korea <laughs> and me. I kind of wish I would have saw it. It was recorded. You could have watched it. I, I could have, but... Uh, yes, we have even recorded every game to make sure that he could watch them. <laughs> That's right. We I called the cable company at the last second get some uh, ESPN and ESPN2, and so we could ole, 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 <laughs> ole, 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 It's been great. And there's only, you know, like 23 days, I think, left of the World Cup. I think it's a 31-day event. All? Yeah. So um, it's like the worst time ever in my life to not have a job and try to be productive productive to go look for a job because all these games are in our time zone so when i would be productive they're on during the day and if only there was some magical box where you could record them so you do the important stuff during the day like you need to you're right but it's just so hard when you like you don't want to hear about it by accident yeah I've done really good. I've seen most of the games without getting a game spoiled except like when you come home and say like Oh, I yeah, didn't spoil you, anything. What did you say? You were like, oh, you need to watch in the next couple of minutes because you knew like all the scores. Well, you were fast-forwarding through a game. I was like, oh, you might want to slow down. Right, because you knew there was more than one goal scored. And yeah. It's been a great World Cup. Not if you're rooting for Spain. <clears throat> Not if you're rooting for Spain or England. Yeah. But England, they knew they were going to lose. Okay, so I'm going to probably make a lot of... A lot of blood bowlers probably don't even care because it's a real sport. But I think the World Cup is the greatest sport event that we get every four years. I think it's bigger and better than the Olympics. <laughs> and I think it's better than the Super Bowl or, you know, how some people love the NCAA tournament of March Madness. Mm-hmm. I, I disagree. I think the World Cup is where it's at. Wow, you're really going out on a limb with 2.3 other billion people. No, it's not going out of limb. I mean, right. here in America, a lot of people disagree with me because they would say, like, oh, there's ties, and how can you have a tie, and yeah. you know, all this junk. But I'll say, you know, Brazil versus Mexico. Watch that game. It was a great 0-0 tie. It was exciting. You know. Now they could also turn and say, what about the Iran, whoever the other game was that was a 0-0 <laughs> tie that was a, a snooze fest. But We just got done watching Japan and uh, Greece. Right. Greece was down a guy, and Japan still couldn't score. They're not tall enough, dude. They had too many head balls that they can't win. Very true. <laughs> Japan does not know how to do header. 
Another reason why I like World Cup soccer is because it reminds me of the atmosphere of what Blood Bowl would be like. Yes, very much so. So that is like one of the main reasons that we are bringing it up besides I've been living World Cup. It just reminds me of like the fanaticism that if you you play Blood Bowl like me and Steve and the other guys do where we think about the crowd and, you know, Mm -hmm. where's that guy who throws a rock every, you know, the last week of your season – I just think of all these like crazy fans that dress up, they come to the games, they get drunk, they get rowdy, they they, they sing and chant the whole time. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. And so that's why I really love the World Cup atmosphere. And you know, some people have even decided, like uh, uh, our buddy Pete Richardson mm-hmm. does A Man and His Toys. Mm-hmm. He's actually painting during the World Cup. So... You could be productive while you watch the World Cup, too. But what if I miss something because I'm down? (laughs) That's why it's on DVR. (laughs) But speaking of, I've actually uh, been painting on my Orc team for Chaos Cup. Yeah, there's been real movement. Yeah, I got the shirts and the pants and the shoes and the helmets. It already qualifies for a three-colored minimum team. Oh, yeah. It would definitely qualify. You, You paint so much faster than I do. In a way, I paint, I get color on, and then I have to go back and do touch-ups. Okay, why? Well, then I have to go back and do touch-ups on the touch-ups, and then do touch-ups on the touch-ups on the touch-ups. Okay. So it slows me down to the end. The mm. initial process of coloring stuff, yeah, I can get skin, I can get clothes on, that's not a big deal. But I'm also getting color, you know, shirt on the skin, and... Pants on the shirt and stuff, so I gotta go back and redo stuff. Shirt on the skin, pants on the skin. That's a kind of song. We could make a song about it. We could. But no, your team no. is looking good. They're orcs. Thank you. Uh, I love the color green that you mixed up. I don't know how you're gonna retouch that when you need to. Yeah, I should have thought of that. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it. You'll have different tones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, they look really good so far. And had you ever come up with a name and stuff for them, or did you want to save that for later? I'm still hedging towards the Oklahoma State Dust Devils. Dust Devils, because you have an orc team for Oklahoma, right? So I figured I'd take Oklahoma State. Okay. And you know, Dust Devils. It allows me to do red and brown and black. Okay. And we're known for our tornadoes and. Dust Devils and yeah. all that stuff. So And up in that area, the the uh, Dust Bowl and everything. Right. Okay. But that's mainly what I've been doing. Uh, we've been doing some other stuff. Do we want to talk about our hatred towards each other about, about <laughs> right now? <laughs> uh, we can. We had the finals of our Dragonfire... Well, we had the playoffs. We, right, the playoffs. Did, did we start the playoffs last podcast? I cannot I don't. I don't know. Okay, so this year we had 16 teams in our our league. Mm-hmm. And normally we take first and second place of each division, but since we had so many teams this year, we decided to add a wild card game. Right. So the division winners got a week off. And both of Steve's teams made it to the playoffs. Both of my teams made it to the playoffs. And then our buddy Sarge had a team make it, and our buddy Winged Human, John Brees, uh, he was on last podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he his team made it to the playoffs. So, um, but both of them lost. But both of them lost, which put me and Steve in this situation where no matter what happened, 
we would be playing each other four times. Right, because we already agreed that like if Steve had two teams to go to the championship, uh, he'd probably be the best matchup to give, or I would be the best matchup to give him a good game in that championship, even though right. uh, he'd get first and second. And vice versa. And vice versa. And same thing, if we had both teams go to the third place game, he was going to step <laughs> in and, you know. So uh, we had some games that we we played four games. We're going to talk about three of them. <laughs> we had. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to spoil too much, but. Yeah. We might have a special segment on the So next should we show, just save so. all that? Yeah, we'll save it. Okay. So, But we had a lot of games that went to overtime. Ugh. And it took two people that were like, they're, they, they're great, fun roommates. They're always laughing and having a great time <laughs> to like, why don't you shut up? Don't you talk I... trash until the game is over. <laughs> don't tell me I won the game until the game is over. Shut up. Play your game. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I had, I had, I had, I had to yell at Scott a couple times. Yeah, he got mad. Mama Steve just I rarely over. get mad. Because if I get mad, I lose my temper, and that's not a pretty thing. So I control it. Well, I got congratulated three times for winning a game that I ultimately lost. Which was the most important game. The one I wanted to win the most. I am the Lou Holtz <laughs> of Blood Bowl. You tell me I'm going to have to play somebody... It's just like Lou Holtz. If you remember him in college football, he he was the coach of Notre Dame yeah. at the time, and they would have to play like Arkansas State, and he'd get on his press conference and go, "Everything I've looked at their team, they look like they could beat anybody." <laughs> and he'd always talk down, talk down, talk like down. You're a sixty-two point favorite, right? Well, exactly. Still. And that used to make him. That's why my, we play the games? My friend Gary, his dad would always get mad at Lou Holtz for doing that stuff, <laughs> and so. Kind of like the Lou Holtz. Yeah, yeah, you are. So you really are. Mm-hmm. But we won't talk any more about that. We'll save that for maybe a future segment or something like that. Um, but so, what are we going to talk about this episode then? We are going to talk about um, we're going to talk about referee star players, which is an old article from the and I'm going to say it probably wrong, the Blood Bowl Compendium. There you go. That was uh, put out by Games Workshop. That is on loan to us from? Oh, it's on loan to us from our buddy Jeffro. But uh, I think, I mean, what is he going to do? Come to Oklahoma and, like, just take it from us? Supposed to give it back at Chaos Cup. Oh. So he could beat us up if we didn't have it. Yeah. Oh. I guess we'll that's Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, No, it's on loan from uh, Jeffro, and we're enjoying the the crap out of it, really. It's, It's really cool. I wish I had one of these things. So if anybody has a... An extra one laying around, just send it our way. That'd be yeah, great. Yeah, cool. We can send you some dice and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we're also going to talk about the NBFL, which is the this is kind of a Je- Jeffro podcast because mm-hmm. it, it's uh, the league that Jeffro and his buddies run on Fumble, and we're just going to kind of go into that as I t- get ready to start uh, season two of the NBFL. Um, we'll go further into that what yeah. we're going to talk about we touched on it briefly on a previous one but we said once we he actually finished the league then we'd go into it deeper and then last but not least we're going to talk about uh the new dungeon bowl expansion came out yeah. or the latest update i guess you could say the knockout edition and um i got a chance to play with that for the last 24 hours yes i and i was actually nice enough to send us a free code to 
test it out to let you guys know what we thought. We did interview them before, so they reached back out and was like, hey, if you want to check it out, it's live. Right. So uh, since, you know, I have not, besides World Cup, <laughs> my evening's quite open, so uh, I've been playtesting a lot of it lately. So yeah. that's all we got for this podcast, unless you can think of something else you might need to talk about. I have shout-outs at the end. but well, Of course we'll have yeah. shout-outs, but Other something that, else you no. want to talk about? Not that I can think of. Are you sure? Not that I can think of. <laughs> I can't either. Okay. All right, we'll be back with <laughs> Referee Star Players. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. All right, we're back, and we're going to talk about some star player referees. By we, he means him, because (laughs) he's kind of hogged the book the whole time we've had it. Right. Because Jeff Rose is going to give this to me, I know. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> All right, so th- this article in... Uh, this is basically second edition <clears throat> or third edition? This is third edition. Okay. This is like all the little articles. I guess this compendium thing is like all those little small articles that you would have found in White Dwarf and stuff. or White Dwarf, all, yeah. all in one. Okay. Uh, so this one is by a guy named uh, Thomas Stacy, and it's really bringing referees back into the game. Uh, back in second edition, there was rules for the referee mm-hmm. where the referee would just scatter around the field. And if he ran into you, he would, you know, basically called you out for some reason. Yeah. You know, he saw you doing something sneaky or about to do something sneaky. So this is a way to get the referee, the referee component back into like the third edition blood bowl. Now, you were explaining this to me a little bit. Now, it sounds more like it's for a third player to play with rather than independent of the two parties. Right. Um, I'm not going to read the whole article. It's like four pages long. It's pretty dense. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the article stop, starts off like, you know, how do you feel? You know, you're the commissioner of your league, and you always have to be there to watch all the games. And, you know, sometimes that gets a little bit boring and tedious answering just questions. And yeah. you don't get to have any fun. And it's like, well, why don't you become the referee? <laughs> and so this uh, goes into, like, how you can make up referees. And, um, you know, if you wanted to, you could have different races of referees. Um, it goes through how the referee can move about the field. Um, it says like, you know, the referee wants to stay, I believe it's, uh, within nine spaces, seven or nine spaces. I can't remember exactly of the ball. That way it's constantly like a referee on the NFL or or the soccer matches, you know, it's constantly watching the game and play. And like, um, for, for example, if the referee wasn't around the ball for at least more than 25% of the time, the referee would get fired. Because, obviously, he wasn't doing his job. Okay. That's okay. Neat. Um, eventually, the refs could earn experience just like star players, <laughs> like normal players could. And then they become special, you know, referees with skills. Okay. Now, I am going to talk about these skills because I think they're pretty kind of unique. And this seems really like a load of fun, but... Um, Wasn't 
Galax Galax Starscraper, one of them. He's not in this book, but yeah, he's known as like a referee, like a. He always watched the good guys or something. Well, he was an Asgard Raven, if I remember right. So he was a storm giant. And yeah, I remember I him being a giant. A re- yeah, I think he was a. I think he was a referee, not a star player. Right. Yeah. But um, so they go on, you know, through here and tell you how these uh, referees can earn experience and and get skills. Uh, so I'm just going to go over the, these skills for the ref itself. Uh, there is a blitz option for the referee. Um, the, the referee may blitz the closest player each turn, randomly select, decide if uh, two are equidistant, so the referee can go up and hit people. Uh, mole eyes. This is the ref must stay within seven squares of the ball instead of nine, so mm. you know he has a hard time seeing. Uh, eagle eyes. The ref may be within 11 squares instead of nine, so he can just the opposite. Strict ref, you may not argue the call with a with a strict ref. Now I think early editions or something of of the game when you fouled it had a different way of it was called like I got my eye on you right. or something like yeah. that, which I don't really remember the mechanic of that because okay. I've never used it. So I, I'm assuming that this is if you argue with the ref. I was ref. thinking wasn't it you had to roll dice and be underneath the number or something? Yeah, and I think as you fouled more or something he'd start mm-hmm. watching you more and more. So yeah. It became easier to get called out. Uh, Super Pro uh, gains a referee re-roll once per half. God. Escapist may evade a get-the-ref roll on a on a D6, a roll of 4+. plus. Personal apothecary. Works the same way as an apothecary for your team, but only for the ref. So, wait, so that you, sounds like you could take out the ref. Yes, you could. You could take out the ref. <laughs> because they have stats just like a normal wow. player. Um... Terrible ref. I'm sorry. Fast runner. May go for it as described in the Blood Bowl rulebook. So this referee could move extra spaces. Terrible ref will only send a player off the pitch on a roll of four plus. So he doesn't catch people as well as the others. Uh, Assistant ref. The assistant ref will send off any players that block or foul the ref or any other players for that matter while he is prone or injured. Biased ref. This ref will side with whichever team is winning at the time. <laughs> the team which is losing cannot argue the call. That's kind of dickish. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, loves dirty tricks. Add plus one to all penalty rolls when the ref is on the pitch. Hates dirty tricks. Subtract minus one to all penalty rolls when the ref is on the pitch. Hmm. Hates gang ups. When a player makes an assist, roll a d6. If this is equal to or less than the number of models making assists on the block, then a randomly chosen player making an assist is sent off. Jeez. So that would really throw a game off big time. Yeah. And then the last one is a law quoter. Whenever this ref sends off a player, he quotes a load of rules to them and misses a bit of the game action. During the next turn, nobody will be sent off, even if the referee has got an assistant ref. I wonder so, if that's where uh, Buddy who came down from Kansas, where Missouri got the name. Well, since he's, a, yeah, he's also a lawyer, well, so he but, probably quotes the law quite often. But, yeah, I, I actually thought of him the first thing, too. I hmm. thought of Joe. And I was like, oh, that's a law quoter. That's kind of neat. I don't know. Um, so so there you go for the, the refs. Um, they, have a, they have a couple of special rules. One's a whistle. Uh, during it's. It's kind of like your your added features, like 
you know, we have stab and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they have a couple here. Uh, whistle, and it says a uh, 10 plus. During his turn, a ref with whistle may stand still and blow it. The ref may take no other actions this turn as he blows with all his might. The closest player will be deafened by the noise and cannot move for block next turn. A ref with a whistle must make a penalty roll to avoid losing his plea and running off to find another one. Now, so, so this could actually really change the game if you were playing the third party was Seems, playing your ref. Yeah. Uh, special chainsaw, a ref with a chainsaw <laughs> must make a penalty roll as normal through, although he does not, uh, does not mean he'll be sent off and said the chainsaw has been clogged up with players limbs and the ref has gone to clean them off. And that was an eight plus. So that is ridiculous. So, um, as I was reading this, yeah. as I first started reading it, I was like, Oh, this is oh, we got to do this. We got to somehow do something similar to this. No. And then as I read further, I was like, there's no way we can do this. You know, number yeah. one, we can't have an extra person come over and go, hey, can you be the ref that we're playing tonight? But then we get so mad at whoever's doing that. Oh, the referee just blitzed you down. And oh, he just blew a whistle because he knew that you were going to have to. <laughs> you're all by yourself with the ball and you could walk in next turn? Yeah. No, no, you no, can't. the ref's a douchebag. Um, and he has a chainsaw. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, why I like this stuff, I was just like, eh, I guess we can't do that. But let me tell you, back when we were playing second edition, yeah. as these art- type of articles came out in White Dwarf, it didn't matter if we were in midweek number two mm-hmm. or if we just started uh, week five. Whatever that article said, we implied it <laughs> immediately. So that first season of, you know, 40-team, 16-game season – it was very chaotic because <laughs> you had this crap happen all the time. It, it's a, really a wonder how we made it through that hole. Yeah, that's insane. Because stuff like this would have been added in a second and we would have tortured each other with it. But God. All right, so I'm going to go over some of the star player refs just because I think these are very, oh, okay. very humorous. And somehow I'd love to incorporate these guys in some type of uh, tournament, but I don't know how that could be possible. But Make them star players. Just make the rest the star players. Yeah. They want to get on the field. Mm-hmm. You could do that, I guess. Uh, there's Grand Shank Nasterfoot. I'm sorry. Nasserhoof, okay. who is a minotaur. His skills are blitz, horns, a thick skull, mighty blow. God. And he has uh, six movement, six strength, two agility, and nine armor. Blinky the short-sighted. He's a halfling ref. He has the skills terrible ref, a mole eyes. He has a personal apothecary. Five, two, three, six. Uh, there's Gunner Whistleblower. He has block and thick skull. His only special ability is the whistle. And he's just like a regular dwarf lineman. Okay, right. so if, if he but, was a star player in a tournament, you could blow the whistle to incapacitate somebody <laughs> under the team. People would be so <laughs> mad. That's kind of cool. Two Heads Vermin. This is a Skaven Ref, six movements, six strength, two agility. I guess he's a rat ogre then. He'd have to be. Nine armor. He's a fast runner, two heads, and escapist. Um, I can't even say this guy's name. Citadel. Looks like Citadel, but it's not Citadel. Citadeliath Lockwater? Citadeliath? Sure. Lockwater. He's a high elf ref. He has strict ref, eagle eyes, and he's a Lockwater. Like his name implies. 
Six movement, three strength, four agility, eight armor. Then we have Max Kneecap Middleman. He's a human. He has Blitz and Frenzy. Oh, and he has a chainsaw. Six movement, six strength, two agility, wow. nine armor. Frenzy and a chainsaw. <laughs> you don't mess with that ref. Yeah, uh, he'd be a fun star player. <laughs> yes, he would. Uh, Eric Vandergan. He is a... I guess he's just a human. Yeah, he's a human ref. Okay. Five movement, three strength, three agility, eight armor. He hates gang ups. Eagle eyes, super pro. That's all he has. And then there's lowdown, uh, scruff flick. He's a goblin. Six movement, two strength, three agility, seven armor. Terrible ref, biased ref, and he loves dirty tricks. So that guy would let anything happen. I love how the goblin has the biased. Yeah, of course. <laughs> So, I, f- I found great humor, and um, I still wish somehow we could apply this into present-day Blood Bowl without really, it being, like, super game-breaking. The only thing I could think of is if you have the referee on the field so that you could hit him, take him down, get him off the field, and then just foul at your leisure and use star players or secret weapons. But then that's too powerful. Yeah, I, I don't think there's because trust me, if I did, <laughs> if I was a goblin team, I'd have a chainsaw, I'd have one bribe, and I'd be going after that guy. Yeah, you kill the ref, and then you yeah. can keep your weapons the rest of the day. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's really any way to adapt it totally. But I do like your idea of having those refs come out. They want to play one game one day, and they come out for a tournament. Be pretty cool. Yeah, but it's like how three them. refs that are decent, and two of them have six strength. Yeah, but that's no one insane. has a chainsaw with a frenzy. <laughs> I don't know if that would work. I don't think that does. I think we'd have to make sure it does in the rules. Well, then he'd have to do. Some, could could you have multi block? See, but it's not a block roll. No. It's just a straight roll. Yeah. I don't know how we'd have to do that, but... I mean, we could write in the rules that he's able to. Yeah, he has double chainsaws. Four Give arms. him frenzy <laughs> and multi-block, so he can choose which one he wants to do. Yeah. That still doesn't work with chainsaw, though. I'm saying that we make it work with chainsaw. Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. Basically, he becomes Goro. So, I think people are playing this? No. 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 God, no. So there you go. That's uh, Star Player Refs. There's a lot of other cool stuff in that book. There's a lot of neat stuff in this book. Do I Should I spoil any of it now? I don't know. I mean, there's some stuff that I probably would never talk about. Uh, I mean, they're talking about lizard teams because I guess that was a big deal back then. Yeah. Uh, they have some Desperate Measures article, which I assume is very similar to, like, the Desperate $400,000 cards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have a... A section on uh, different types of balls, and I know we talked about that from Critter Bowl yeah, not too long cool. ago, but one of them is a uh, squig ball, which I think is funny. Huh. What's it do? You know, I haven't read it. It's It looks like it has a movement, strength, and agility, so I'm assuming you can pick up this little critter that walks around. Okay, yeah. But maybe we'll do that for another sec- section before we have to give this book back Might be to- where the Danes get it. Or uh, Swedes, excuse me. 
Oh, because they have it on. They're yeah. talking about that too, aren't they? There's an article here about stadiums. That uh, would be cool. There is an article about big guy teams, which I found was interesting. Hmm. Like a, a Minotaur team, an Ogre team, and a Tree Man team, which I would love. I was reading this one the other night. I would just love to like have a small league. We all take one of these big guy teams, and we just play the best we can. I'll take a Minotaur team happily. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants the Tree Man. No, <laughs> but um, very very neat ideas there. Um, also talks about the vampire lords. If uh, anybody ever remembers <laughs> the vampire lord in the playtesting of way back when, or if it was official, I don't remember that. But the vampire lords had like six movement, five strength, four agility, and I think nine armor, and they came with like block and dodge. They were ridiculous. You could only buy it at the beginning, and if he died, then someone else took over. Yeah, that's what I was t- talking to. You that about was neat. Circle, yeah. Well, we might have to bust something out later on. For yeah, there's another out. article here about the squigs, the crush. I was talking to you about that during the Cubs game the other night, but I oh. want to save that one for maybe a future episode. Does it apologize for crunch? No. It should. <laughs> Dude, Jervis <laughs> Johnson doesn't even want to acknowledge that crunch was ever a game. I, I guarantee you that. Yeah, if we go to NAF... See next year. Uh huh. We talk to Jervis. We're gonna have to get him to explain Crunch. <laughs> That's all we're gonna talk about. Like, like, dude, look, we love the game. Thank you for making it. I know you hear that all the time. However, no, let's not even talk about Explain about Crunch to us. We're just gonna say, hey, we got this Crunch game, and we'd like to. Can you teach us how to play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd be kicked out. Yeah, he wouldn't talk to us very long. Yeah. We're not so nice like some of those other people from other podcasts. Yep. That Brown knows their way and take a trip over there. We just had him first. It. Kind of. Well. I mean, we Abby had. Abby helped. Yeah. yeah, Abby helped us. All right. Well, that's it for Star Player Referees. We'll take a break. We'll be back with some NBS. Hello. This is Baron Von Darkhart, the newest and greatest star player in the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. Watch me on the Cabal Vision every Monday night as I tear up the competition. Also, you're listening to Stephen Scott. It's wild. It's wacky. It's the NBFL. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what the hell it is. Why don't you tell us about it, Scott? <laughs> it's NBFL. NBFL. It's like the NFL. Okay. But with Blood Bowl. Is it indeed wild and wacky? It probably is wild and wacky if you're one of the teams that do well and <laughs> you think it's wild and wacky. It's been a wild and wacky season for me. Okay. So why don't you start at the beginning? Uh, this is a. Fumble League that you were invited to play by Jeffro and some others. Right, so... But it's themed on the NFL. Correct. Um, I was approached... Have, have we not gone over this, or have we? It doesn't That's why matter, I just glossed it? over it, yeah. Okay. So, I was approached from Jeffro. I was like, hey, you know, I know you like you guys love fluff and everything. We need some coaches to play in this Fumble League. And, and of course, I said, hell no, I'm not playing Fumble. Right. You did say that and so I said, eh, sure, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Fumble, but it's fluffy. And, you know, mm-hmm. so they have this league where it's 
all the NFL teams and divisions, and they have you know, a different coach for each team, and they try to keep it as blood bullish, old world style as possible. If that makes sense, you know. Right. So yeah, they have all these different teams with you know. I'm trying to think of one of them. Um, what was the Bears? The Bears is uh, I can't remember the city name, but it's the Wear Bears. So okay. they're they're a necromantic team. Um, like the Minnesota instead of the Vikings, they're mm. the Wolf Kings. Okay. Um, there's a Detroit team that is a Nurgleish team. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> That fits. I'm not. Help, I'm not helping. <laughs> um, like instead of the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, mm-hmm. there's Northern Bay uh, Bolt Throwers. Okay. Um, there's the uh, instead of the the Carolina uh, Panthers, it's the Black Panther Party. <laughs> not uh, okay. Not, not totally fluffy, but I mean it fits for that world. So. And what was yours? Mine is the I. I had an option to to take a few different teams and I went ahead and took the one that I could be in the same division with uh Jeffro and uh Winged Human and uh I chose the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. And so I had to come up with some type of team. They they really manage the team or the league where you don't have like six dark elf teams, six human teams. Mm-hmm. They try to really spread out the races. So even when uh Jeffro approached me, he's like, you know, if you take this team Here's kind of the races we're looking for. Now, yeah. If you have to play something else, <laughs> I'll probably let you because I want you to come play, but I'd prefer you take some of these. Sure. So I, I went ahead and took Nurgle, um, I guess because I just like the pain. No. I thought it'd kind of be a little bit challenging, and with sometimes me and Fumble and this crazy dice, <laughs> I thought, eh, why not take something that I'm at least going to have fun with? And I came up with the Nolans Stanks, is what the team's name is. So we're stanky, and we're from Nolans. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so I made up a whole roster. They're really into the fluff, so they wanted like the roster to resemble you know, either past Saint players or current Saint players. And so, you know, like I have like uh, Archibald Mauling instead of Matt, uh, Manning, mm-hmm. uh, the third, which was, you know, um, Archie Manning. Pa- Archie Manning, right. The father, yeah. Of Peyton Manning. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have all my players named after uh, former Saints. And so they even have this draft because they operate this league called the, I guess it's called the, it's NBCC. Um, so it's like the NCAA or tournament or whatever. NCAA. Am I? Yeah. NCBB, I'm sorry. NCBB, so like National College Blood Bowl League. Mm-hmm where they do college Blood Bowl teams, and they're all fluffy and everything. And then they play these players for, I don't know if it's one season or two seasons or or how how long, but they play them for a while. And then those players get drafted into the NBFL. Okay. So as a new team, I got to actually draft a couple of players since I was just starting off. And this league is kind of built where you don't have – a team that's like 1.5 million. They're all like two plus. Okay. Uh, every, every player has a skill going into the season. Um, if you get a guy killed and you have to replace him, then that rookie just has to earn his way through. Um, so, you know, if you say like, it's not fair because I have a Nurgle team and I'm not going to have anybody with block and somebody's playing dwarves. Mm-hmm. Well, it is going to be fair. Cause I'm going to get at least one skill on these guys and I could choose block for everybody. So uh, I drafted a few players. Of course, uh, 
keeping Fluffy, they want you to keep the same name as the player you drafted. And they actually suggest that you somehow incorporate the college he came from into the name. Okay. You know, uh, some people in parentheses will just put like, you know, Ohio, uh, Oregon State or whatever. is Donkative. Mississippi uh, State. <laughs> right. Um, so, like, I, I drafted a player. Um, I think his name was Paul Mitchell. I can't remember his real name. Uh, but I, I, he's from Oregon State, which are the Beavers. So I just called him the Mad Beaver. Oh, it's Lance Mitchell. Okay. So he's Lance the Mad Beaver Mitchell. So I always incorporate the college they come from into their name as like a nickname. Gotcha. Name. So anyways, um, it's uh, 14 games. I won three games this season. I tied four games, and I lost seven. So it's not It's not eh, good. It's not, not good. But believe it or not, it wasn't the worst in the league. And no, it's a lot of ties. It is a lot of ties. Um, there was a few games that I lost just by one point, and then there was a lot of games. That, there was a few <laughs> games I got blown out really bad, especially by Jeffro and the other guy in our league. Yeah. Um, we have a lizard man. Was it lizard man team and Skating. an elf team? Oh. Jeffro's team is the the Black Panthers uh, party. Is a I can't remember if they're just pro elves. There's some type of elves, and they just destroyed me. And then so did the lizard men. So, but I finished second. Um, I'm sorry, third, <laughs> or however you want to lay it, second to last in the division. Okay. Uh, I decided to give it another shot for another season of pain with my Nurgle team. Um, so I drafted sixth this time around, mm-hmm. and we just started our draft just this last week. So. Uh, I drafted some some character named uh, Colt uh, Nickler. He was from uh, Vampire Belt instead of (laughs) Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah, it's the Vampire Belt Common Thralls instead of the Commodores. Which I I like that. I really love that name. So I had to do some research to find their their college league and find this. So, and, and how this league works is is that you can draft players and like the vampires. We're also in the same categories as what a Pestigore could be drafted in. Okay. So by me drafting this guy that probably at one time was a vampire, he now becomes a Pestigore, but I get to get all his stats. Oh. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so Not his stats, but his skills, right? His skills, right. Okay. The things he earned. Sure. Uh, so the name lives on, but mm-hmm. maybe not the total essence of the character. But yeah. it's, it's, it works out for them, and it's really the only way you can do it to right. have like a real yeah, draft. Makes, makes sense. Uh, so this guy uh, had uh, 62 star player points. He had uh, MA plus one, block, dodge, and tackle. So he's going to be my new Pestigore. He's going to replace Chomp Bailey. And uh, I'm going to cut Chomp Bailey and let him go and then have this new rookie guy to, to play. And Hopefully he'll go well with my other Pestigors. I got some other Pestigors with sidestep and AG plus one. My AG plus one guy cannot pick up the ball <laughs> to save his life. But we're going to work on that in the off season, And hopefully we'll come back and at least improve on our record and stuff. Yeah, so. maybe win a game. Hey, I won three games. Okay. Two of them were against Wing Team. <laughs> uh, poor John. Huh? I said poor John. Nah, dude. That guy had the worst luck in this league. He he had the number one player. He had like a one-turn touchdown score. I killed him the first game of the season. <laughs> and from there, it only went down. I wow. Mean, he, His team was, yeah, it was really bad. 
So I, I don't know if he's reloading with the same team or if he's taking a new team, but he's going to stay in the same division for sure and give it another shot. So. That's cool. But, yeah, we have these little warm-up games where we play the – Is the league open or is it needing new players or – uh, if you are interested and you do like to play fumble and you can commit to playing one once a week is what they aim for. Right. And they are pretty strict on that. I mean, there's many times where it's like, I, even I was like, I didn't realize it's already been a week. And there's like, yeah, you need to get your game played and stuff. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a league and you like the fluff and you like kind of like a blood bowl ish NFL, and you'd like to play with the world-known Fat Finley. Yeah, if you want to be a C-level podcast host named Fat Finley, you can... C's generous, but yeah. Okay. Hey. I'll take it. E? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> C is pretty high, Rated actually. Rated E for... Eh. Eh. So, yeah, you can contact Jeffro on Fumble, and you can find him under his username, Jeffro. J e f f r o. It's good, good product placement there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can contact them if you want to. I mean, they, there's some really good coaches in this league, though. So most likely, you're going to get your butt kicked for a while. <laughs> I mean, the guy named I don't know the guy's real name, but his online name is Bill Brasky, and he has the he's known for I guess these teams with block piling on. Claw the claw palming teams that just destroy you. Yeah, and uh, he's in he's in the league. And, I mean, Jeffro's a good player, and so is the guy who has the Atlanta Falcons in our league, which is a losing man team, and they just destroy everybody too. So sounds like fun. Well, you know what? The way I look at it is, um, if you stick around the league, your players should get better by draft picks. Yeah. So as long as you don't take a lot of injuries. And you can't actually improve because, you know, I could blame the dice simulator thing, but everybody does have to use it. Mm -hmm. So if you learn to kind of manipulate that. (laughs) By not relying on it. (laughs) By not relying on it. Once you pick up the ball, you hold on to it and never do anything else with it again. (laughs) And, um, yeah, yeah, you could probably meet some success. I mean, because for every time that it does something bad on me, it does something bad on them. I just... Hopefully, it just yeah. feels like... As long as you have fun, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'll give it another season. We'll see what it's like. Um, uh, who knows what's going to happen. I, I would love to make the playoffs. I'd consider that like a big deal. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to happen with the two other guys in my... <laughs> in, in I don't my know. League. Nurgle teams have won tournaments before. Well, there's, some. There's uh, I think, three Nurgle teams in our league. Oh, you're talking about your team back at Rock Cup. No, I was actually talking about the other Steve's team. Oh, that's right. In our in our league. Yeah. Should we even talk about that? We can. I mean, okay. well, our anyways. player who went 0 and 8 with both of his teams went into the NIT and won it. Uh, NIT is a tournament that the last place teams must play in. Or they'll have to go, you know, they'll have to spend a, a season off or take a new team. Yeah. And uh, he came back with his Nurgle team and won two games in a row. It was Three, a very... Right? Well, the the field for the NIT was very small this year, but it was only four teams. It was a four-team tournament. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But let's not take anything away from him. No. He, he won two games. It's more than he ever has before. 
Right. He's played <laughs> he's played two seasons with us, and these are his first two wins. Yeah. Pretty impressive. It's and something. He, and he has a trophy. Yes, he does. <laughs> but um kinda looking forward to the next season of uh NBFL and uh I'm gonna I'm gonna kick some butt this time around. Well once we once you finish it off we'll have you back on for a recap. All right. So if you uh, want to join the league or talk Steve into playing with us. You can send donations to us. and <laughs> I can be bought. But that's about the only way. It would take somebody paying you to play Fumble. Yeah. What team would you want if you got to play? Jeffro came to you and said, I need you to play. I'll let you take any team. Probably Norse. Would it be a Bears team? Oh, yeah. If we, Is that if the NFL, NFL franchise? Yeah. Okay. Would you go Norse Bears? Yeah. Okay. Probably bring in the Deswiskey Kodiaks. All right. See? Jeffro, give Steve a call. Beg him to play. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to wrap this up. We'll come back with our next segment. Talk about some Dungeon Bowl. Alright, we're back. And now we're going to talk... Some Dungeon Bowl Knockout Edition. Knockout Division. Knockout Edition. Wow, good job. Did I say Division? You sure did. Well, it's kind of like a... Yeah, it's a Knockout Division. You've been watching too much World Cup. <laughs> it, you're you're going man. into the Knockout Division with this win. Well, it's the Knockout stage. We'll yeah. The next stage. So, maybe I do have World Cup on my mind. But... I've been playing some Dungeon Bowl, Steve. So, yes, as we said, we'd interviewed the, uh, the creators before when the last one came out. And uh, they were kind enough to send us a free code, so Scott's been playing it. And Camille advised us that anybody who bought the previous editions should update to this one for free. And it will have all of the previous uh, DLC that was out there. So... All the different colleges, all the stuff for the uh, dungeon creator, and all of that. All right, so my take on it. Sure. Um, Remember last time we were like, yeah, it's fun, but don't really know what we're doing, and it kind of sucks that you have to find somebody to play, and it's not that many people. On Dungeon Bowl? Yeah. Well, I've never played it before. I have. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. You got to... You got to end on the other one, didn't yeah. you? Okay. So here, here's my take on it. And I'm kind of new to the cyanide world of Blood Bowl. Just now updating my computer where I can play mm-hmm. uh, Blood Bowl. And I've had fun playing Blood Bowl cyan, Cyanide Edition. and Or yeah. whatever you want to call it. The video game. So before Steve said check the email to the both down stuff. I was actually like 30 minutes away from purchasing this. <laughs> I thought about telling him to go ahead and buy it for the podcast, but luckily we didn't have to. <laughs> well, it was it was on Steam, and I had a thing from Steam saying that you know it was like twenty percent off mm-hmm. or something because it just came out. Steam's and, real good about that. So, and um, 
yeah, and I've been satisfied with going through Steam for the other Blood Bowl version. And I know we had a guy in our league who had Dungeon Bowl and everything, so I thought this would be a perfect excuse to get it. So, anyways, we got it. So, thank you to the Sinine people. Um, downloaded it, had no problems with it. Um, start to play it. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about. I guess maybe the. Should I say the bad things first? However, what's your okay overall view of it? Overall, I really liked it. I it's think just really it, hard to figure out how to play, isn't it? Um, no. Okay. So the last one was, it felt like. And maybe, and maybe if I hadn't just started playing the Blood Bowl, that's true. Yeah. Over the last two months, myself, maybe I would have thought it was kind of hard. I thought it was very easy to figure out. Um, so I, I played a few games. It had a computer that. You know, I always heard that you can't play the computer. So yeah, it's I, one I of the big the com- upgrades is that you can now play against artificial intelligence. Right. So now I was playing against the computer. I played some games against the computer in different dungeons. I thought it was, I thought it looked really good. I love the fact that you have all these mixed race teams. Hmm. I love the fact that you know I have all the different positionals for the teams. Like if your team, you know, all the teams are mixed race teams. If you're not familiar with Blood Bowl or Dungeon Bowl. And if your mixed race team is, let's say, Dark Elves, uh, Skaven, and Snotling, and you have your primary race, your secondary race, and your tertiary race. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Close enough. Okay. Um, Usually your third race is you only get, you know, like two members of that team or whatever. So if you had, if Dark Dark Elves were your secondary race, you get like zero to six players from them. You don't have to take linemen. You don't have to take, you know, you're not skewed by what you can take. You can take whatever is offered normally on a Dark Elf team. So if you had the money, you could take four Blitzers and two Witch Elves. And you say, well, that's the six best players on a Dark Elf team. So we were kind of confused about that when we played Dungeon Bowl in real life. Yeah, we took the tabletop stuff and we were like, how are we going to do this? Like, is it just the regular zero to 16 players? That's what we assumed, but... Yeah, we thought it might be too powerful the other way, but it's not, and... It's really fun. So, anyways, I I made it teams. I had to make up my own, you know on, online name. So now, if you're ever on uh, <laughs> Dungeon Bowl online, you can find me at Fat Finley. And I was I was on for no less than like five minutes, and I get a a message from uh, Detox uh, eighty six, who's like, "Hey, I love the podcast. You know, <laughs> I can't believe Fat Finley's playing Dungeon Bowl." And I'm like. <laughs> Hey, who's you know who's this? And we, you know, he answers some questions for me, and we talk for a little while. And you know, he's actually been mentioned on uh, Pitch Invasion. Cool. His name's Derek Tindall. He's up in Minnesota. He's going to his first tabletop game this uh, coming up coming up a couple weekends. Wow. Um, so, anyways, we talked. Awesome. Yeah, so we talked around that. Uh, he knows Delvis and okay, and you know Vanderby and all that. So, anyways. Um, I really, really enjoyed playing Dungeon Bowl, Again, even though it was against the computer. Now, mm-hmm. the, the bad thing was is when I made up my Dungeon Bowl team and I played against the computer, after the game was over, it was pretty much just like a scrimmage. Uh, all my star player points I earned and everything did not carry over. Wow. So it seems like, and this is just having it for 24 hours, it seems like you must play another person that makes sense, though. In a real match, instead of padding your stats the other way. Yeah, otherwise you can just play the easy time, time, time again until you right. get exactly what you want. I played on the medium level. It seemed, The AI doesn't seem a whole lot different, maybe, than the regular Blood Bowl. Okay. 
it it is different in the fact that in the other dungeon bowl, or I'm sorry, in in Blood Bowl, you know how you had the field, and now you have these, you have all these little corridors and stuff. So mm-hmm. it does play it a little bit different. The games seem a little bit maybe more challenging than the AI did on Blood Bowl. Um, but a lot more random stuff going on though. You do have random stuff. You have you have the teleporters number one, mm-hmm. so you can teleport around the. Uh, the dungeon itself. You can bring in players from your bench. You start off with six, and then the 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 players warp in uh, one per round. <clears throat> you have the treasure chest where the ball could be in one of the like six or whatever treasure chests. If the ball is not in one of those, it's also an explosion. So there's times where like you might take a block to push a guy closer to <laughs> like I did this. There was a war dancer that I pushed back into a um, treasure chest. And then even though we already had the ball out, I went and opened the, up the treasure chest to blow up all the surrounding players and, yeah. hurt, and hurt the war dancer, and get them off the field. So nice. Yeah. So that was nice. There's also like little, now this part I don't remember from tabletop dungeon bowl, but I'm sure it was there. Um, there's, of course, there's like pits and stuff you can push people off the ledges so yeah. they can get them out of the game. But there's, I guess, like terrain that's like slippery or or it's just jagged, so it's harder to maybe keep your footing on because there's times where I'd move on these certain rocks and stuff, and it would say, you know, like you rolled a one in this. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact wording of it, but basically I was going to slip and fall. Okay. And I noticed the AI also would like, you know, move a player and also they would just slip down a hole and stuff. So there must be some areas where it's kind of iffy when you roll through it, you might slip and fall. I can and see so, that, yeah. So that, that's kind of cool. It took me a while to get used to that, <laughs> to, to understand what was going on. Um, some of the dungeons are, I thought, beautifully designed they have like some small corridors and stuff and when you're playing the ai <laughs> i thought it was being pretty smart i played this team that had two treemen on it well they have stand firm so these treemen branched out no pun intended on these small corridors where you can't push them out of the way because they have stand firm mm-hmm. so you're not getting through those zones and it kind of forced me to you know try to score the you know through a different funnel um I had a lot of fun with it. I, I wish I didn't see anything for leagues. So even if I talked six people that listened to the podcast into, hey, go get it and we'll start a league, we would have to do those league numbers, you know, on paper. You know, you mm-hmm. tell you tell me that you and Jeffro played and you won, and then I go put it in an Excel spreadsheet because there's no like. There's got to be something though because maybe it's something they haven't implemented yet. Because I know in the email that she sent. She says that if we wanted to organize some special operation around the game, like online competition, uh, let them know and we okay, could do well, it. Okay. So it might be something that's coming along or Well, there might, there might be a tournament. There might be a league thing somewhere inside that thing that I haven't dug through Yeah, yet. it's possible. Um, I, I did not know that the first round of Dungeon Bowl l- would let you design a dungeon. So I thought this was a new thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I went in uh, today while I was watching World Cup. I went in and I was like, I, I better design a dungeon just so I can talk about it. So it, you know, it asks you to name your dungeon and it gives you, you know, an area that if you wanted to put the back backstory on the dungeon, you could fluff it up as That's much cool. as you wanted. Same with the team creating. You can name the team whatever you wanted. You could put fluff and, you know, 
the story of how the team got created or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a, uh, not a logo, but they're, they're a chant. Okay. You know, there's like an area for that. Um, so I, I made this dungeon up just called Finley's furnace. And I, I thought I want to just put fire and stuff in it. Well, I got into the dungeon creating and I found some terrain that was ice. And I thought that was really cool. So, so here it is, is I have this like big lava pit and then uh, above the lava pit, there's this ice where the dungeon is, you know, and I got to create all the different, there's a bunch of different tiles, you know, if you wanted, I think I was using like Altidorf tiles, but there was like Bretonian and hmm. different styles yeah. of things. Uh, you know, you could put the little like, um, emblems, you could put the emblems and stuff like that on things, pillars, walls. Uh, I even had holes in like what looked like a normal, like nine by nine square in the middle. I put a, a spike pit trap that way I could push players into there yeah. and try to hurt them. I designed this little, it wasn't a horror, it wasn't the best dungeon, but it, it was, I played on it. I played two games on it and it played really well. It was fun. And I did it in like 10 minutes. Hmm. And even though I've worked in IT during my life, I wouldn't say I'm like the greatest computer savvy person. So if I figured this out, anybody could. Yeah. And I could see where you could spend maybe an, an hour and really create an awesome super dungeon. And I think it would be really cool if there was a way to have a league or something, have people create their home field. Like basically. a home field. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. It, it was really cool. Very neat. Um, you get to place, you know, where the treasure chests start. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything, so I you don't re- get to place the ball though, do you? Because that's still random. No, the the ball is still random. But I mean, if you wanted to, you could, I guess, put all the treasure chests on one side of you know where the mm-hmm. the team could grab it and score really quick or whatever. But it, it was really cool. I I really liked it. It was really easy to 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 make the dungeon and good. I would. It, it got me enough where it's like, eh, maybe I want to really actually take some time and do this. I mean, I did things where, like, the lava was pouring, like, a little tiny, like, it was like almost like a pipe where the lava was flowing yeah. through the walls and stuff like that. Oh. It was neat. And it had cameras. You could set up, like, a what would be a camera view of a, a camera that would watch the action and stuff. That it, was one thing that bugged me about the previous game was camera angles. Is that easier in this game? Um... You know how in uh, regular Cyanide Blood Bowl, you told me, like, when the computer goes, change angles because mm-hmm. it's going to, like, do this. It'll do the fancy type, and you just escape, and you can control right. it yourself. So I've never hit escape while the computer's done their turn on Dungeon Bowl, but you can kind of go above the dungeon if you want. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a problem at all with okay. the angles. Um, Good. I really thought I would at first, and I was like, oh, boy, this is going to freak me out. And then I was like, oh, this is really easy to maneuver. Um, I really enjoyed it and I like to play it more. Uh, I, I like to play it against a, a human. Okay. And I tried to do that today. I, I can't remember the guy's name. I, I sent him an invite and I never heard back from him. So, I mean, he could have been building a sure. dungeon for all I know. stuff. So, but it, it seems really cool. And like I said, uh, anytime they're all, all their different, you know, like the, all the different colleges of magic had their teams there. Yeah. So you could play them to practice at any time and stuff. So we're putting this up probably on Monday, I'm guessing. What would be a day or a night or an hour that you'd be available to play somebody? <laughs> like you get online and like the first person to find you can play you. Uh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, I, I will try to – how about we'll, 
let's give everybody let's make a rush of this and turn it into like a a big deal probably tuesday i'll get on i'll get on during the uh second world cup game okay which is about 2 p.m central 2 p.m ish yeah sure okay and if you can find me i'll just sit in there and you <laughs> you have to send me an invite and i'll play you first come first served sure is that fair yeah that seems fair okay It'll be Tuesday. So, the, so this is a weird contest. Now this is, you know, God, what day is Tuesday? If uh, for some strange reason I get a uh, job, job or a job uh, interview or something like that, sure. then yeah, that, all bets are off. But Tuesday the twenty fourth, two p.m. Central Time. Yeah, we'll do Dungeon that. Bowl. Sure, I like Fat to, Finley. I, I would like to play somebody, and the, what the reason I like the Dungeon Bowl, at least when I was playing it. I mean, now I'm going to probably play somebody in the games in the last three hours, yeah. but. Ideally, the game, some of the games go really quick, and some of them just go medium length. But it didn't feel so tasking like a regular Blood Bowl mm-hmm. game. I mean, because there's been a few times where it's like, "Oh, I want to play the Cyanide Blood Bowl game tonight." And it's like, "Eh, I don't want to waste an hour and a half." There were times you get in I just and, rather go to yeah. bed. And Dungeon Bowl, it's like eh, I got 30 minutes. Let's see if I can knock this out. And mm-hmm. you get that lucky pass to the guy in the end zone. <laughs> you're like, "Yeah, touchdown!" Cool. So, so far, a lot of fun. I really love the mixed race teams at Dungeon Bowl. Yeah. And even growing up from second edition to then, you know, second edition was the pros. And, you know, we were sold that Dungeon Bowl was the Colleges of Magic. So that was like the college version. And I love the mixed race teams in that. You know, it's really cool to have mummies and trolls and dark elves on a team. You yeah. Know? I just think that's really fun. So cool. That's just my thoughts. All right. Well, um, Based on the recommendation, go out and buy it. You can play Fat Finley. I'll probably... I already own it, so I'll, I'll update and try to get on. I I, I mean, yeah, I, I would buy it. I mean, after playing it, if they told me that I had to give the <laughs> the code yeah. back, I, I would buy it. Yeah. That's good. Definitely. Uh, there's not, uh, you know, and I'll just say this just to admit it. it when I was online, I was online during the day. There wasn't that many people online. Yeah. And even late last night, there wasn't but maybe four or five people at once online. They could be playing it, be playing against the computer, mm-hmm. you know, in the other areas. But there's not that many people online. I would suggest that people just get in there and give it a shot. I mean, now if I had to give any recommendations to Cyanide, if you can build some type of league management system thing like, yeah. like there is in the other Blood Bowl game, I think a lot more people would play it then. I yeah, I definitely think so. So, okay, well, we'll end this and come back with some shoutouts. Hi, everybody. I'm Stop Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League. Here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, why that ball might have a mind of its own. Teams have long looked for an edge in their matches. Some resort to performance-enhancing drugs. Some cheat their way through the match, and others utilize magic to give them the advantage. There have even been stories of teams that tried to bribe the referees into throwing the game their way. I don't think that happens too often, though. But... Did you know? As he grew up at the base of the World's Edge Mountains, Zip the Snotling became a big fan of the Waldenhof Warriors. 
then the most dominant blood bowl team in the region. He wanted nothing more than to play with the Warriors, but they wouldn't have anything to do with a snotling like Zip. So Zip did the next best thing. He signed on as a ball boy with the Chaos All-Stars. In 2459, Zip was too focused on watching the game that he didn't realize he needed to get a ball to the field since the last one had been impaled upon a beastman's horns. One of the coaches started screaming at the snotling, and he slinked off into the locker room, assuming he'd be fired. However, the coach had a different idea. You want to be in a blood bowl match that badly? When Zip nodded emphatically, the coach decided to concoct a plan to get the diminutive greenskin more involved. During the All-Stars' next playoff game against the Vinheim Valkyries, the assistant coach took the minuscule goblinoid and sewed him into the pigskin they would be using for that day's match. When the play started, Zip was elated. That was until a pass was hurled down pitch by a beastman and Zip spiraled through the air. When he landed, he pushed his legs through the sewing line and began running dizzily toward the end zone. Valkyrie players tried their best to stop the running ball, but were unsuccessful, and Zip crossed into the end zone for the touchdown. Or did he? The refs congregated at midfield and eventually decided to disallow the score, ruling that a player must be holding the football as they cross into the end zone, not the other way around. So now you know what I know. This is not Costas. And we're wrapping this thing up with some shout outs. Shout outs. It's shout outs. Shout outs. Okay. You got someone? I do have some shout outs. Uh, first, we're going to talk about uh, our boy Pete Richardson. Pete. With the X Bowl from Exeter, England. Mm hmm. I pronounced all that right according to him. So far, yeah. So far, all right. It's on the 18th of October. Okay. So one day event, three rounds. And um, since you know we mentioned this, I know Pete's gonna like if he had fancy dice made. I know he's gonna <laughs> send us a couple pairs because he's our boy. Oh, he doesn't have to, but if you did, Pete, you need to send two pairs of dice because there's two of us. Well, of course, as everyone should. <laughs> His first tournament, and I guess over there in the great country of England, mm-hmm. that there's tournaments almost every weekend. So there's probably like a lot of pressure. Yeah, and you can keep to up to have the best one. He's been posting stuff about it on his blog, a man and his toys. dot wordpress. dot uk. dot com. Wordpress. dot com. You know, this whole time, I don't know until we just connected the names between segments that mm-hmm. people can't hear. I thought the man and his toys Twitter account was like a guy from like I don't know Idaho here in the states. I can understand that. And now I'm finding out that it's the same guy yeah. for X-Bowl. Uh, speaking of Twitter, you can find him on Twitter at E-X-E-B-O-W-L-X-Bowl. Or the website is www.X-Bowl, X, excuse me, E-X-E-B-O-W-L dot C-O dot U-K. He's also on Twitter as a man in his toys. Sure. So And on the TFF and NAF and all that. Isn't he the guy who gives me a hard time? That does not narrow it down. Oh, okay. There's some guy who every time... 
I don't think it's forgettable. There's somebody that likes to give me a hard time every, almost every moment they have a chance to. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do that. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> I'm one of them, so. So who else you got for shout-outs? Uh, definitely want to get in, uh, thank Cyanide for sending us the code and letting us test out Dungeon Bowl. Very much so. Thank you so much, and I will uh, I'll send you a letter. Or an email or something. We'll see if we can get some more codes out of them, maybe. Ooh, baby. They oh, might be nice. So that we can give other people, yes, codes. I gotcha. <laughs> um, um, Jeremy Hagen, he actually emailed us last month. Is he the maker of Hagen Doss? Probably not. Oh. It'd be awesome if he was. <laughs> It'd be super awesome. <laughs> he's, he's in South Dakota, eastern South Dakota, to be specific. He's starting a new league. Starts in August, and you can find out more about it at Universal Bits and Games Facebook group. Or if you're in that area and can't find that, just shout. You know, send me an email, and I can send you his email. He, he hasn't even asked me to join his league. Uh, you don't live in Eastern South Dakota. He could still ask. It'd be nice to say, like, <laughs> "Hey, I, I know this is kind of out there. It's nice to be asked. And if you can't make it, I understand. But would you like?" To be in our league. Yes. But that's not what he asked. What if we can set up a camera? And like... <laughs> Play across the internet? Yes. Through Skype? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's all I need to do is be an angry Blood Bowl player through Skype. God. That would be awesome. No, it wouldn't. Not at all. <clears throat> I'd like to give a shout out to Alex Weiss or Weiss, however you want. I don't know. Weiss, Weiss, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he sent us a little cool email and... We complained about a website. Eh, we didn't really complain, but it is kind of hard to get on the mobile. So he was yeah. just get offering some suggestions. And he also offered some delicious bacon biscuit cracker things that it, when we see him, we're Chaos probably going to take him up on the offer. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. God, those things are so good. They're good. So we, we will not forget you. I need to remember to get some when I go to Austin next month. Didn't From the HEB? You can go to HEB and get them. They're not quite as good, but they're close enough. Canadian ones are better, aren't they? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Come on. I knew this. Oh, and Nathan Wright from New Zealand, who sent us some dice, and I sent him some dice for his tournaments that he's running down there. Is this the guy from Christchurch? Mm-hmm. That's a cool city name. It is. So. Send us and some Really cool, cool dice. dice. Yeah, my dad. Thought those were really neat. Yeah, I told shows. him in the email. He's like, Scott got all happy when he got, was able to show his dad and talk about how famous he is. You did say that? Yeah. Jeez, oh, thanks. Why? It was cool. I have this persona that I'm like Mr. Cool laid back, and I don't give a crap that these people think that we're cool. But in reality, Dude, I, I nobody do. believes that. <laughs> <laughs> of all of us, they know that you're the thin-skinned one. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thin-skinned one, huh? A negative tweet can send you crying. Um, Why does nobody like me? I might not, might not be crying, but yeah, I'll get mad. <laughs> I am a Pisces. Don't even go there. <laughs> Although I am a crab, so that does kind of make sense. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. <laughs> and we're both water symbols, so that's why we get along so well. Kind of. But what do, what do fish do in their water? They piss in it. Do we need a, an Aquarius to hang out with us? 
Is he like the Aquaman that controls the other ones? Oh, no, we don't. Well, we don't need him. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you. (laughs) Fuck you, Aquaman. (laughs) Speaking of Aquaman, even though this has no relation to it, uh, Brian 2 emailed us. Um, Brian 2 stayed with us during Oklahoma Bowl weekend. During that time, we played some DC, um, the the card collecting game thing. Which it seemed like nobody wanted to play. Like I think everybody's like, tired, I and I think... Doesn't know most of it. But I think some people just can't understand the simplicity. Well, yeah. <laughs> Without naming names, Johnny P or Extreme. <laughs> no. Uh, the same game system for the DC uh, card game is also used for the Lord of the Rings game, and Brian, too, wanted to support the store and thank them in some way. And so I was like, why don't you buy the Lord of the Rings game, then, if you like the mechanics of the other mm-hmm. card game? Because he said his children like Lord of the Rings stuff. And uh, he said, well, okay, I'll give it a try. <clears throat> and now he emailed us back m- many months later, and he says, the kids can't get enough of it. They <laughs> love it. And I think that's really awesome. It is. Because we know from our friend Alan, who's sometimes on the podcast, his kids love the DC card game mm-hmm. in the same way, and they play that all the time. So, And if you have a kid who likes video games, they have the <clears throat> Street Fighter version. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I think I might like the Street Fighter version better. Than the DC one? For now. For now. It's It's different enough. The same people also have one for that Naruto, that manga. Yeah, Naruto. Ninja thing, Naruto. I'm I'm tempted to pick it up based on the fact that the DC one plays so well and the Street Fighter one plays so well. We don't know anything about Naruto. I read it back when I was reading Shonen Jump for just like a year and a half. It's not bad. I saw like two episodes. It was okay. Yeah, they, they're ninjas with attitudes. That's cool. NWA. Well, I didn't even realize that, but okay. Um, I think I've already kind of shouted him out, but I'll do it once again. Derek Tindall for hanging out with me on uh, Dungeon Bowl Online for a little bit, mm-hmm. answering some questions, and he said, anytime I'm ready for a game, you know. And last night I wasn't ready for a game, and then today when I was on, uh, I was looking for a game, and I couldn't find them. So, anyways, it's Detox86. So, good luck to you in your tabletop adventures. I think you'll find out Tabletop Blood Bowl is so much more fun. It is. Than anything on the computer, but hey, we'll take our computer stuff. Computer is cool looking, and I can't wait for Blood Bowl 2, just to see how it all comes together. Never topped the original, though. It's just fun to have your own figures and... Hang out with people. I agree. Good. Very much so. Um, yeah, we got, I got nothing else. Are we done with our shout-outs? Yeah. No, we got one more announcement. <sighs> dun, 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 dun. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? Tournament? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... I almost forgot. I know you almost forgot. Uh, July 26th. Um, we are going to actually go ahead and, and run a uh, last-second tournament here. <laughs> Last-minute tournament feels like to us because it only gives us um, a month and some. That's yeah, not much. Yeah, month plus to uh, to organize this tournament. So what we have going on is, um, well, let's just start. Let's go back to the, the original idea. Was this summer we are going to try to get a few of the local guys who sometimes see us play Blood Bowl and go, "Oh, that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I'd like to learn that, but I got a Magic tournament to play or whatever they're doing." So we thought, well, we'll just do a store league. And surely the guys from our league that we play at the house, they'll come out to the store and hang out with us. Well, no, our league just finished up, like, this week. 
And normally it finishes up in March. Yeah. So, so we have a whole kind of, summer of downtime, right. so different games. Everybody's and stuff. kind of Blood Bowl fatigued, at least right now. So there's no way we can get some of even like half the league to come out. Including us. To the store league, which also includes us. So yeah. we were going to go to the store once a week and have this league. And me and Steve's tired of playing each other. So we decided, well, we're going to go to the store during the summer, two nights over this next month and we're going to sit there and we'll play blood bowl or teach blood bowl. We'll advertise it at the shop. Come learn how to play blood bowl. Mm -hmm. So we are going to run a tournament on the 26th of uh, July called the Warpstone tour, Oklahoma bowl edition. It's going to be a tournament for brand new people. If you've never played blood bowl before, you can learn from us during a couple sessions leading up to the tournament. And then you can come out and just do the best you can. Yeah. It's only going to be $10 if you sign up early. It will be $15 at the door. It's only going to be three rounds. We're not going to go, even if we have 25 people, mm-hmm. which I hope we do. It'd be nice. We're still only going to go three rounds. And yeah. uh, we're going to give out awards for first, second, third, and uh, like a best sportsman or MVP. And then um, what else do you want me to talk, let's talk about? Custom dice. We got some custom dice. <laughs> um, in the same vein of the Oklahoma Bowl dice, they're going to be mutated dice. Yeah. Which leads us to the mutated part of the tournament. Uh, the tournament build is going to be 1.0 uh, build, so just a flat 1 million. You build your team. If you take Skaven, you build your Skaven team, and then you don't add any skills to them. At all. None. This is a kind of come-as-you-are tournament. Mm-hmm. Um we wanted to do this for newbies, not to get like bogged down with so many skills. Right. Or maybe, All you have to know is the original skills, and you're good to go. Right. Um, but what we will do for each round, we are going to have the top table roll. Both coaches roll on a random chart, and that team, those teams will get two mutations per round. So in, in the fluff of this, there's a Warpstone troll that goes around. He rubs himself on you, and you get a claw <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, if you had a Skaven team, or if you had it, could be a Wood Elf team. You bring your Wood Elf team, the best you can build for one million. Bring them out every round. You're going to get two uh, mutations, and we just run the tournament that way. Yeah. So, uh, we're not. We'd like people to have painted teams. We'd like people to have clearly marked teams. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is, is that if you're a new player. Or maybe you're from Kansas, like Gabriel, and you know they have a big group of people yeah. up there. Maybe they have some players that want to play, but they just say, hey, man, I don't have a team yet. Mm-hmm. Gabriel can say, well, grab your D&D miniatures, the closest things that represent. Sure. You know, color the bases. All the red ones will be your blitzers. And, you know, just so the positionals are clearly mm-hmm. marked, come on down. These guys don't care at this tournament. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you have a metal team that you just haven't painted yet. Yeah. Paint the bases and go with it. Not too concerned. Yeah, we're not worried about the three-color minimum or anything like that. We're going to just try to make a really fun event. Um, there might be, a, if we find out there's 25 people or 12 people, we might have additional prizes for, you know, most touchdowns. The traditional yeah. Blood Bowl tournament trophies or awards, but we might do that in, like, maybe. We at do, least maybe have trophies. Get, we might have gift we, certificates as yeah, well. Yeah, we might do some gift certificates for the store, but hopefully Probably. this will be a fun event. There's... Two different colors of dice that we're going to give away for this event. Is it two or is it not two? Just one. Is it just the one? Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought there was two no. styles or something. No. I don't know. Yeah, well, 
Just one. Okay. So we got some some new dice coming out, and um, it should just be a fun, yeah. low-key adventure day. We're going to start at like 10 o'clock. Should be done by about 6 o'clock. Yeah. So it'll be come fun. Come on out. We'll have plenty of time to eat and everything. And um, hopefully this will be up on the NAF um, website. By the time this comes out. By the out, time this be. comes out. Yeah. And we'll have the rule pack up and everything else. We're just getting that proofread. But we're almost ready to go for the uh, Warpstone Tour Oklahoma Bowl edition. And if this uh, this does well, maybe we'll do Warpstone Tour something no, edition. No, we won't. Uh, Steve's saying no. No. But, <laughs> uh, but, but you never Who knows? We might do something never. else. I mean. Well, there wasn't a tornado that wrecked the whole land of right. Oklahoma where we could do it. Thank God, knock on wood. <laughs> I know. Isn't it amazing? I, I hope I bought the kryptonite shelter. That keeps the tornadoes away, but we'll just see. But anyways, that's our kind of semi-big announcement. So. Yeah. Anything else you got? Nothing right now. All right. Well, I guess that's it for Boat Down Episode 32. The one from Brazil. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> ole, ole, ole. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F A T F I N L E Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. The name of the game. The name of the game. The name of the game. The name of the game.
We won the game, five to nil. Thank you, boys, for the show. And just once more, before you go, a one, a two, a three. Oh, yeah.